Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast this week. I'm so excited to be sitting here with you and hang out for the next little bit to talk about Etsy. Um, this is such a fun episode for me. Our guest this week is Blake McDaniel, who is the co-owner and founder of the shop Rooted and Grounded. And so a little personal backstory if any of you have taken my Etsy course where I like cut, I show you exactly how I built, you know, like a, like a six figure shop. Um, I show you how to research like the best sellers and the, and the best selling shops in your niche to be able to figure out how to, how to create your own space in that niche, right? You use the research that you do to figure out how to position yourself and the tweaks that you need to make to your own shop in order to be really successful. Well, Rooted and Grounded is one of the shops that throughout my six years of selling um, handmade signs on Etsy that I studied and kept track of very closely. And I wasn't there to copy. I, that's not um, integrity and I'm not, that, that's not what I suggest. But you do have to, just like in any, any marketplace, you have to pay attention to what the trends are and to what's working really well so that you can create your own, um, your own happy spot in that space. And so Blake's shop is one of the top shops that I studied for years and years and years to keep track of what's doing really well because they were always really far ahead of me, like way, way, way more successful than me. They absolutely killed it. They still they still do. Um, and I studied them so carefully and watched everything that they did so that I could be inspired and then go look at my shop and figure out how can I do things with as much excellence? So like I teach you how to do that in my course, but the point is, is that Blake, this is like a fangirl episode for me because I've never, I've DM'd with her a few times, but I've never actually talked to her until today. I'm very excited. And um, she's going to be sharing so much more about what I've always loved to know, but I just know that she does things with such excellence. So they started their shop in 2017. It is a, um, a home decor shop now. It started as a wall decor shop, just like mine. They grew from their garage and then now they're in a warehouse that employs 10 people. They have over 100,000 sales on Etsy. They have an amazing Instagram. They have their own website. They've built an email list. Like they really have, um, now they have like three Etsy shops as well that are all functioning. They have really built quite an empire and it's been amazing to watch. So um, all in the midst of all of this, Blake also homeschools her three children. <laughs> so I don't know. She is Wonder Woman. They obviously have an amazing team. She works together with her husband. So I'm really excited. This is a much more personal episode for me. You're going to see a bit of a different side of me, partly because I'm fangirling and partly because I'm about to have this baby. <laughs> and so um, I'm really excited to share this time with you. I think there's going to be so many amazing takeaways. Um, Blake is just lovely. She's a different energy from me. She's very calm and soothing and um 
they've just done amazing things. So I'm super excited to just pull back the curtain. Please help me welcome Blake to the show. Hey, Blake, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm just only over here fangirling. I'm so glad to have you and was, I've been dreaming about this forever. So thank you for saying yes. I, you were a bit of a stretch for me to ask. Um, I'm oh, very, very excited. Yes. Like, yeah, sure. Well, I think it's a riot. And I think that, um, our listeners are going to get so much out of your story. Um, and I will put this little like plug. So you guys listening need to know that I have been following Blake's shop since I opened mine. Um, or a little after that. So since 2016 and I learned so much from just studying her. <laughs> so that's the, like a little teaser for you guys. Like, uh, it's just kind of funny to like, look back now that we're getting to interview and hear your whole story because from the, like the more technical side, you were totally one of those shops that I studied because I'm like, this person's doing this with integrity. Their work is beautiful. This is what, this is the, you know, if, I, if there was anyone I wanted to model after it would be Blake. So. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. And I just, I think, I think it's just so fun that they get to hear um, from you directly when I studied you for all those years. So let's like start at the beginning okay. and I would love for you to share like from your perspective, like tell us your Etsy story, you know, how did you get started? What are those early days like? Because for most of us, they're brutal. Um, and then how did that kind of lead till today? Like, how okay. would you yeah, tell your story? So, so what you don't know, and maybe you do, but I had an Etsy shop with my sister-in-law um, called Rare and Beautiful Treasures, and we <laughs> sold wood signs, um, and it was a hobby for us. We had fun with it. You know, I had two littles at home and homeschooling then as well, and um, she was my my new sister-in-law, and so we got to do it together. Um, anyway, so it was a hobby, and it came to a point where I got busy, and I felt like the Lord had told me um to take a step back. So she took over, I took a step back. Um, and we, in that transition had decided to move, um, to Georgia. We were living in Florida at the time. Oh my, my husband had a business and we were just like, okay, well, you know, we have to do something else. What can we do? And he, you know, looked at the, you know, the shop I had been doing with my sister-in-law and then like other shops on Etsy. And he was like, well, you know, we can make something of this. And he's more business-like. Um, and so we started. So when we moved, we had sold his business in um, our home there and we bought a home in Georgia. And we were at a place where we had like almost two years to make something work. And so we started rooted and grounded and we were like, this has to work. <laughs> so that um, is our story. We started in our home and yeah, you know, like figuring out packaging, like cutting Walmart boxes. We've so evolved. Yes. Winning days. But, you know, you're like shipping is so expensive, like trying to figure that out, adding that into the prices. Um you know, doing what we love with a mixture of what people are wanting to buy at the moment. Um, so, yeah, so so we moved and we had to make this shop work and we trusted the Lord and it worked out. 
Okay, so first stages, I like I need to know how how many since you just have a sign shop like I used to, I need to know how many parallels there are. Was this like your husband was building everything and you were doing all the artwork? So I was designing everything, but I you know, I was out there in the garage with him painting and stenciling and you know, at that time we're using vinyl like just yeah. So it was it was both of us all hands on deck, you know, like just cutting boxes together and like doing everything together. Did your hands get so sore all the time? Um, yes. I would think there was like times where you're like, yeah. yeah. It's, doing like the it's like the sponging yeah. where you're trying to, you're pounding on the thing. Yes. Yeah. So, but then my, where my husband comes in is like, that's the way I was doing it. And then he's like, he's good at like investing in things that we need to make it easier to do it faster. So like getting sprayers and all that kind of stuff was extremely helpful. Okay, so you started with stencils and vinyl. And so, like, you literally would make a, we use the vinyl and then throw it away and then literally make a new one for every sign, cut a new yes. one for every sign. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah, which was so much, so much to the point where it was like, this doesn't make sense anymore. And that's why we, we wanted the printer, but it was like, when it makes sense to get the printer, we will. So, we were still in our home. We got a smaller printer that we could do like half the sizes in so like you know your homes your workspace and and it was like just getting we we I was thinking about this the other day I mean we had two guys that we ended up hiring to work at our house and one of them still with us today um but you know just the fact that they were willing to work for us I mean and support their families like working out of our home was crazy <laughs> so, but they we explained our vision and they knew it and so but and now you know we're working out of a warehouse but so yeah so every, we would just make the step of like there was a big printer in our house um that would do a certain size and so then once we moved to the warehouse we were able to get the huge printer to the flatbed printer to where we're able to print everything now Oh my gosh. Uh, this is all way too real for me. I can relate to, I can literally feel your steps. Did you, was was a sprayer kind of in the interim, you went from like a little like sponge daubing and then you were using a sprayer and then you upgraded to a printer? Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine the iterations that all of that took because I was, ne- I never had the guts to, we looked at so many printers. We saved up for like, we literally, <laughs> and I could never bite the bullet. Um, Okay, so how, did you have like an artistic background, like, or was this no, just okay? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I when I first started doing the signs as a hobby, it was just with you know the silhouette, just creating you know, the cameo <sighs> silhouette and creating the stencils, like because I got into the whole farmhouse theme and watching Fixer Upper. Thank you, Joanna. <laughs> yes, I knew it. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And then, you know, it's just so evolved. So yeah, when I have to, like this behind me is hand lettered. So we have um, my friend who we go to church with, who works for us doing customs, she hand letters and we're able to take her hand lettering and create signs with it. But um, other than that, like I've just learned illustrator as we go and designed things as, you know, like I see in my head and get inspiration for other things, but no, I have no graphic design background, no like 
no design background except for enjoying decorating my home. And Okay. You've got the interior, you've got the decorating. Okay. Because I feel like you've got a really, a really strong eye for it. You always have as long as I followed you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I would just, you know, I just think it's a gift. I don't think that like, you know, I've definitely learned things over the years, but, um, but yeah, I just, I enjoy it. Okay. This is kind of the perfect segue because how, okay. If we didn't come from like specifically a painting background, designing, designing, like in your past, how did you choose your niche, uh, and, and get really refined about that? Like what made you, it was the design passion, I guess. So yeah, it was. And when I, that home that we sold in Florida, when we moved to Georgia, like, you know, I was into decorating at the time and, and still am, but it was just, it was like beautiful and we had just redone it, but it was like, I'm always trying to like perfect it or keep up with it and like wanting it to be like picture perfect and everything. And it's like, I'm home all day. Like I, you know, work and well, at then I was home all day, stay at home mom. And now I'm juggling work and being a mom, homeschool mom, but we're home. Like we're home so much. And why not have our home speak to who we are and feed me and encourage me throughout the day versus looking at my home and being, I mean, it, you know, when the dishes are dirty and you need to pick up, you are like, Hey, I need to pick up, but it's nice to have something in your home that reminds you of what's important. And to me, that's, you know, scripture and encouraging words. So, so that's what I wanted to create it with rooted and grounded was yes, we do sell those popular sayings. Like, you know, in the very beginning, it was like, stay a while and be our guest and everything for those key search words on Etsy. Like you just have to have those. So people find you, but but I wanted to be known for scripture and encouraging words that would remind you of um, God's promises. Was that totally driven by just like your own faith and you feeling drawn to that? Or was that also driven by like trends you were seeing on Etsy? Like were you kind of going with your gut or were you following data or both? That was, um, that's what I wanted. Um, That's what was in my heart to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, those popular scriptures are pretty good keywords on Etsy, but there's been many things that, you know, were not that have like the look for Christ sign. Oh, I've never seen that. Find him and with everything else that spoke to my heart right away, like our first year in the shop. And, and, you know, we've seen people use that now and it was nowhere. So, um, but I just, I love that quote. And, um, but yeah, so there's been things that I guess you could say have been made popular by us, but I don't know. I just, <laughs> you know, we're just, we just do a mixture. Like we just do a mixture of like what we really want to put out there. And then what we also know that people are looking for and both get bought. Oh, that is such a good, um, tip that you just dropped there because it was the same way for us. Like, I definitely had things that I wanted to have. I wanted to, I wanted to design, I wanted to have available and they wouldn't sell all the time, um, but they sold enough. And then there were the ones that just took off and everybody wanted and that kind of supplied the gap, but it allowed me to be who I wanted to be in my business and also make it really um, profitable. So I think that's so helpful. Like 
I think so many people coming into Etsy are thinking there's either one or two extremes I've noticed as a coach is either they want to do their own thing no matter mm-hmm. what, but nobody's shopping for it or buying right. it and they're frustrated, but they don't want to change because they want to do their own original thing. Right. Like, well, you have to follow the the market or it's right. the other extreme. And they're really just like, where's the money at? And I'm just going to do everything that looks like it's a <laughs> yeah. trend, you know? And I, yeah. I actually think that the sweet spot is in the middle mm-hmm. where when a, sh- a shopper comes to your shop, they can feel you. Right. They can, they can see where your personality is. It feels genuine. Yes. It feels more authentic than just like, you're just trying to sell to everybody. And I mean, both can work. I've seen both work really well. But I think right. those tried and true shops that like last the test of time, it's because they have a personality to them. So I love right. that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us more. And this, I, this is going to be more, I don't know much about this, but your second shop, the um, RNG canvas, where you've kind of expanded, like mm-hmm. how, how did that come about? Because I get asked all the time by um, students, like, when do you need more than one shop? When can you not just right. keep adding? Yeah. So I'd love your thoughts on that. So um, yeah, we did that a few years ago. And what happened was we just, you know, with, the, with, um, with like paid advertising and everything with marketing and stuff like you only had like a certain ad budget for a day and like we believe strongly in paying for those ads to be seen like that's like one thing that we'd say grew our shop um it, it, i think at the beginning for a lot of people it's scary because it may you may not get traction when you're paying for those ads and you have to be willing to sort of you know not waste money but like not see results from it right away um so they etsy changed the whole ad system and within that we had to Um, we weren't as in control of it anymore. And so our ad budget was getting spent. And like, if we were going to promote these new canvases and everything, we were going to have to create a whole new shop so that we could have more ad budget to add to that. So that that's really the whole the paid ads is probably the main reason why we switched. Um, or, you yeah, just had hit a ceiling. Hit, yeah, we were, yes, that's a good word for it. We were hitting the ceiling for the ad budget. And so if we were going to grow the canvases, we were going to have to do that. I wonder if it also ended up benefiting you from an SEO algorithm standpoint, because you, you know, a canvas is such a different um, product than a, than a sign. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it ended up strengthening you in the long run anyway. Yeah, maybe. And we actually, <laughs> we actually have another shop now where we're oh. doing, it's um, RNG prints, but I think we're changing the name of it because we're doing tapestries. Like it's a huge canvas tapestry. So, wow. So anyway, so yeah, that was the thing. Again, it was like, where do we put these? Do we put them in the wood sign shop? Do we put them in the canvas shop? And then the discussion yesterday was like, we put them in this other shop then I have that this is from my husband but you know he'd have the ad budget then to grow the product so so do you think if one of our listeners is like in a much smaller spot and they're nowhere near maxing it that it's totally fine for them to have those two products in the same shop so long as they're related yes. like I'm, I'm you know don't sell like you know antique or like yeah or um uh, vintage books and you know, wall decor necessarily. Oh, yeah. but it's all wall decor, right? You just have different. Right. Yes. Yeah. You different. think it'd be okay? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. We actually had the canvases and the wood sign shop okay. to begin with. and then Do you have pillows too? Did I make that up? We do have pillows. We sell pillows on the website. We actually have the pillows in a different shop on Etsy. So there are <laughs> several, several different shops now. Um, yeah, so the pillows aren't like anything that we're like actively growing. Okay. So they're just like out there at the moment. I think maybe a few ads are turned on, but not completely. So they're there. The shop's probably growing. Um but are more focused on our pillows on our website because they're like a more like luxurious linen. So that's where our focus is. It's hard to be focused all like that is the only problem with having a few different shops is like, you know, like keeping up with all of them and making all of it look good and checking on keywords and checking on ads. So I wouldn't say that we've done that perfectly, but at the moment we're going over all of it again. I think one thing that you guys have done so well that I have, I have really enjoyed watching is like your scaling process. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I, I get asked about a lot as well. And so I'd love your insight because you just went so much further than, than I ever did with the scaling. But can you talk about, um, you know, what that, like what that was like, what the story was like, it sounds like your husband's, you know, <laughs> Yeah. He's like wired that way, yeah. <laughs> but I'd love to hear more and like more details about it. Yeah. Yeah. My, I told my husband he should be on here with me. But, yes, we'll do it uh, again. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as scaling goes, it was just, you know, um, adding, you know, all the products that we have and then, you know, not um, the best words to say this, not like extending shipping time so that we could get you know everything done i've seen that done but being like oh well if we had more people if we had the equipment then we could keep up and so like always like being in the especially in the very beginning stages like just trusting the lord and like being one step ahead of where we needed to be so that we did have that room to grow um so like you know, we have three flatbed printers now. And so we, when we had one, like my husband would say, you know, Christmas is coming, like, we're going to be like super backed up, like we will, we'll have to like cut things off. And so it was like, we need to go ahead and make the decision to get, an, you know, another piece of equipment to get this done. So um, he is very good at that. And I'm very good at being like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say like, just always doing what you need to do to keep up and not being like, well, we could do this and maybe save a little bit of money here and make more. It's like, no, well, let's go ahead and grow to that next stage and trusting the Lord to fill that pot for us, like fill that space for us. Um. Okay, so if you've been around the podcast for a while now, you have heard me tell you guys that you shouldn't put all your eggs in the Etsy basket, right? (laughs) Etsy owns their platform and we are just guests. So it's super important for your longer term business goals to use your Etsy shop to build an email list. That way you can continue to communicate with the people who already love your products and create an asset that will stay with you as you expand your Etsy shop and beyond. 
The tool that I recommend for this is CraftKit because it compliantly integrates directly into your Etsy shop and will streamline a ton of work for you. Once you have CraftKit set up with your Etsy shop, and it's super simple, by the way, like no high-tech confusion or mess, which is a win. Every time you get an order after that, CraftKit is going to pull over your customer's email address and then automatically communicate with them with the messages that you set up ahead of time. So it's gonna auto send the messages you create as each transaction milestone occurs in the order process. For example, it's going to send a thank you for your order email, a notification that the order has shipped, a delivery confirmation email, and anything else that you set up within it. I personally love this automation, you guys. Like it's such a time saver, which is really critical when you become a busy shop. But even better than that, CraftKit is also going to start inviting each and every customer to join your email list, and it makes it super easy for both you and your customer. Once they hop on your list, you can set up a drip campaigns for days, reminding them about your brand and inviting them to revisit your shop. So if CraftKit has hit your curiosity button, which I hope it has, I made a YouTube tutorial that I will link in the show notes so that you can see a back office sneak peek of exactly how this works. I know that always helps. They offer a 14 day free trial. And if you use my coupon code, which is smiley, S-M-I-L-E-Y, all in caps, you will get a 50% off discount for your first three months. So I will link that for you as well. Whatever you do, my friend, cover your own back and start building your email list. You'll thank me later. Golly. Did you have times where you had to really like cut back on I don't know, financial things to be able to do, or were you, did you tend to borrow? Like, did you, like, how did you make these decisions? That's always so hard. Well, so yeah. So we are working on paying off our printers right now. Okay. The company that we um, bought them from have good, like, you know, loans for them. Um, so, and then, so we'd look at like the monthly payment of the printer and being like, like the very first one, it was like, okay, well, we're already spending this much a month on vinyl. So we might as well get the printer. Um, so yeah, so yeah, just balancing. I mean, yes, we, when we first moved, yeah, we weren't, um, we did have a certain amount of money. It was like, okay, well, we have this amount of time to make this shop work, but, um, at the same time, like, you know, we're just trusting the Lord to make it yes. work for us. And courage. Uh, oh my gosh. So, so yeah, but he's blessed us. It's, it is, it is grown. And in, in those first stages, like when we first hired somebody, we were just like, I don't like it, we didn't think we'd be hiring anybody for like a year into it. And we hired somebody within five months into starting rooted and grounded and so that was like a huge step for us um i remember my husband saying like you know maybe like think about it in a few months like he could see it coming up to where we needed somebody and i think it was like shortly like a few days later like there's a scripture i read and it's isaiah in isaiah 54 about expand your tents and make room And so I read that one morning specifically praying about hiring somebody and like that was my answer. And then that day I listened to somebody else like I was just listening to a teaching and that scripture came up again. I was like, Travis, listen to this. Like this is what the Lord spoke to me today. So like when you talk about like growing our business, like it's definitely just been like trusting God and making those moves even before we feel ready. 
Oh my goodness. So, and so, um, and you guys, all my listeners know, they know that I have like a strong faith background and Blake, you do as well. Um, and I just want to acknowledge like all the different listeners here and, and like, we've obviously chosen the path of like our Christian faith, but I, I, I want you to know that God speaks to everybody, every, we're all his kids. And so if you don't, if that feels, you know, off to you or weird to you, or you're like, well, I'm not a Christian or like, this is getting a little woo woo. Like this is just us being genuine with you guys. And you know how I always want to be so real with you, but I do want to tell all of you, like, like, listen to your, listen to your gut because God speaks to all of his kids, no matter what their faith background is. He loves all of us. And I just want you to listen for that still small voice, listen for peace. Um, and you can get the same kind of guidance that Blake is talking about that. You've heard me talk about over and over again. Um, I just want everyone to feel so welcome here. And like, and like they can plug into it because you can like he's yeah. um, uh, absolutely our, our, he's as real to yeah as real as he is to me he's real to everybody else so yeah I know that it probably doesn't relate to everybody and they probably want all my like you know to dos but that was our to do this is your secret sauce yeah. this is your tr- this is the truth so for you know so I just like I but I love to tell people like no it's okay it's okay if you're not coming from the same faith background, like you can still tap into this same genius. It's still there for you. God's still speaking to you. So actually I was just telling my, um, Oh, this is such a a crazy different episode. Y'all are, can you feel it? Can you guys feel so like all y'all know, I'm like getting close to having this baby and my OB is the most wonderful doctor ever. And I was just seeing her the other day. Um, and she is not a person of faith at all, but we're both just are totally ourselves and we love each other. And we're like, we are complete opposite human beings, but it just works. And we just have no judgment and we love each mm-hmm. other. But I said to her the other day, cause it's true. She's, she would call herself agnostic. And, and I said to her, I said, you know, you hear God's voice better than most Christians do. And she, she just got this big smile on her face because she kind of knew what I was talking about. You know what I mean? It was like a really special moment of connection. But um, I don't know. I just like love to cast that vision for our listeners. Like there is this place inside of you that is the holiest place that is connected to God that will, that you can listen to. And just like Blake with these amazing stories of, <laughs> I mean, I've had them, I've had them too of God, of God guiding and leading. Um, Okay. So let's like talk a bit about the team because, and okay. So this is like a sub question I have too. Mm-hmm. Do you think adding people first is is wise or adding equipment first is wise or does it just totally depend? I think it just depends on your business and um, what you're doing at the moment. So our first was, was hiring someone mm-hmm. and then we, you know, hired and then we got the first printer. Um, but yeah, I think it just, it just depends on what you're doing at the moment. Okay. Definitely equipment helps things, makes things easier. Yes. So like if you can scale with it just being you and your spouse and you're able to get a piece of equipment that's like helps double like what you're doing, your output, then do that. And so I like, I, I would love to know, and we were joking about this before the, the call. So this is going to be so fun, but this juggling act that you do, this need, I I'll say balancing act, even though that's exactly what we were laughing at of homeschooling three children, managing this business with a team of 10 people. What is all of that? Like, like, how does that look? I just can't. 
So, like, it's not perfect. It's not balanced. That's what we were saying. It's just like there is no like perfect moment that you come to and be like, everything's perfect. Everything's <laughs> like here, here, and here. Like, you know, like you're holding a baby. You're texting. You're like, you know, answering a question. Like, it's just, you know, just try doing what you have to do and not getting frustrated if something doesn't get done. We do have a great team here at the shop. Um, Again, like a lot of the people that we've um, hired, we know from church. So they have like the same background and, you know, beliefs as we do. And some of them are, but it's just like a, it's a fun atmosphere to work in. Um, but you know, with school, I was saying my kids, you know, are homeschooled and they have like their things laid out of what they're supposed to do. Um, and me and my husband really the about ba- the biggest balance, if you want to call it is me and my husband, like we just okay. trade on and off, like he'll, he's at home with the kids now and I'm up here at work and then I'm at home with the kids and he's at work. So it's just that. And we try really not to, at the very beginning stages, we were working a lot at home, like the, the you know, just hustling. We were up at night, lay up early in the morning working. And so it's not like that anymore because we have you know people have brought a, you know the lord brought a good team to us but you know so we don't do that anymore but you know there are times where we need to and you just get it done and it's fine so just yeah so not really focusing on there needing to be a perfect balance but just letting go of what you can't do at the moment and just doing what you can how did you find these people the, and, and train them? You know, like what, um, how, how did that work? Because in my experience, it's very difficult, especially to get someone that, to, that will stay long enough where you can recoup, you know, yeah, through the training phase. Yeah. Um, it, it is a lot of people from our church, like our okay. two main guys. Um, the guy that first started with us, he's over like the sign department area and his name is Lyle. And um, so, yeah, he's a great guy. He knew a lot of guys before that that he's recommended and they've come on. And then the other guy who is his name is Chris and him and his wife both work for us. And um, so, yeah, he he's the worship leader at church. The other guy's <laughs> the youth pastor at church. So, so it's really it's it's been like. So again, like our situation, like trusting the Lord, like for your viewers, like it's just been like this walk of like, okay, well, let's, we moved to Georgia to go to this church. We moved. Oh my gosh. So we didn't know why, like, we just wanted to go be a part of this church. And it was like, you know, you just have this thing, like, I really want to be there. So like to watch it all unfold and be like, okay, well, you know, we have our employees here, like our life is here. And we had no idea like how well it would work out. So um, that's how it's, you know, worked out. <laughs> I don't know. It is pretty crazy, like talking about it, but. Right? Yeah. Because we're all over here with our mouths on the floor. Like, okay. Like you're just like, oh yeah, it just all, like, that's amazing. Yeah. 
So what do you still do? What do you, how do you contribute the most to the business today? Like knowing you're balancing these things mm-hmm. and you do have a team, what, what are your responsibilities now? So mine is mainly our website. So okay. I'm into growing our website, social media, um, all the, you know, most the new designs I have, um, you know, Callie who does the hand lettering and another girl, Amber, who works for us, who helps me with designs. But so, yeah, I'm just over like the designs and our pictures. Um, me and my husband, okay. he takes the pictures. I do all the staging. That's been a huge thing for us is our pictures. Yours I mean, are incredible. They're well, phenomenal. From the very beginning, it was just like, you know, once again, my husband is like the business mind and he was like, we're going to invest in like the best pictures ever. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, like I'm going to stage them and, you know, like buy everything to set it up. But that's been huge for us. We feel like that was one of the, like a tip for somebody listening, like your pictures are everything. Like they, I feel like they, him and I both believe like they make or break your shop. Like, you know, like people picture it in their own home. Like if they see a beautiful picture, they're more gravitated to your stuff than somebody else's. So, so pictures are a part of, you know, what I do. Um, so yeah. And did you, uh, so you always bought that, like you staged in your own home. I, this is now, this is like awesome. Y'all, y'all enjoy this moment, but I need to know because (laughs) I've been watching Blake forever and I'm like, where is she finding these incredible settings to take these pictures? (laughs) So yeah, so it was first in our home, like we, you know, did the shiplap wall, so no pictures for it and stuff. So that is, a, that is all of our, that's most our home. Um, some of the newer pictures are up here at our warehouse where we've built a bunch of different background walls and we'll paint them different colors and have props up here for it and everything. So Oh my gosh. uh, Well, I do think you dropped um, major gold there with like your husband's line of we're going to spend the money for the best possible pictures could not have been more brilliant. Like, yes, (laughs) it will literally make or break you. Other than making sure that what you're trying to sell is actually selling, right? That's, yeah, that's and the one thing that always sure it's actually out. something somebody wants to buy, but yeah. Yeah, making it and not just if they want to buy, but can. like they're searching for it on Etsy. Yeah. I was just doing a shop review the other day for um, someone who sells. Um, it was their she sells crystals, like stuff like the crystals, and in, in um, come on, brain. Um, Sun catchers. That's what it is. That's the mm. word I'm looking for. It's crystal sun catchers. And like there are places off of Etsy where those sell like gang busters. Mm-hmm. But on Etsy, there's only about 40 searches a month for it. Okay. So you could have something that's even trending in the real world. You could have something that is so beautiful and unique and handmade, yeah. which always wins on Etsy. But if no one's putting that in the little sweet little search bar, yeah. it's not going to matter. And I mean, yeah. even if you have pictures, you obviously spent money on. So Make sure your thing is selling on Etsy. Right. A tool like Sales Samurai and Everbee, those kinds of things can help you figure out how many searches there are every month for it. But the point is, do that and then spend the money on the pictures. Right. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Cool. Now we get to talk about home decor, and I'm very excited about it. So it's you and I have both watched it. it the design trends have changed a ton over the past decade, and I mean Joanna Gaines created probably one of the most stable trends for a very long time with the farmhouse, yes. but I would love to know, I mean, 
where do you see your niche going? Are you still seeing a lot, a lot of interest in farmhouse? How are you studying the progress of this and like watching what's happening on Etsy? So, so what I've seen is just that everything's going to like this traditional look, this like modern traditional look. So it's not like the rusticness anymore or, um, yeah, it's just doing like a traditional, like a, a more classic look where it, you know, you can see it in like more homes than just timeless. Like a farmhouse. Yes. That's a good word. Timeless. So art is super trendy now. So we've started adding art, which, you know, our things, it, our thing is words, but you know, that vintage art look is super popular right now. So we've added that in the past year and that's our tapestries. We'll have a lot of art on them. Um, so yeah, just going for that timeless look. Um, you know, I think people, um, I'm trying to think like I've, I've seen it trend away from farmhouse a lot long, like way before, right? yeah. even, you know, like a couple years ago. And, and right. we wanted to, we started to pivot and everything. And, I, but I think there's also still that, that group of people that still love farmhouse. And look at our I know I should be more more sophisticated than that, but I'm not. (laughs) But you know, it's it's still popular and but it's it's just popular in in a different in a different font or a different color. You know, it's just like changing, like we've had to change fonts so many times. (laughs) You know, we we look at one font and it's like what great one year, and then I look at it the next year, I'm like, that's ugly. We got to change that. So, um, so yeah, things just change. Like when you see it changing, like, you know, you don't have to change out everything of yours at the moment, but just like changing and seeing what works for you and what doesn't work. Um, so yeah. Introducing little new tastes of things. Did you have to learn a whole new skill set with this art? interest like that was kind of part of why I was like nope I'm out you know I'm like I can do the lettering but I mean or did you hire someone who could do that for you or how did you move into that we have a few art pieces that we hired somebody for um and this was like we did art pretty in the very beginning within like the first couple years we had a few pieces that we did that and we put the scripture on there um Lately, what's been huge and what's nice is like the public domain vintage art. So, you know, we use that a lot. We'll pull it in and we'll um, like, I guess, revitalize it and put our filter on it and make sure it's a sharp image. But yeah, we're we're able to print the art, um, which is nice. Um, so yeah, but I, it's something I love. I do love art. I love the trend. I, I tend to follow the trends. So that's good. I tend to not be like way ahead of the curve, but not way behind. Just I'm right. just like right ahead. So that's worked out well. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so like we're, but for us, like with our niche of like words, like pictures, like remind, like I want a mixture, like pictures of sheep remind me of the Lord being my shepherd. And I love that look. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think it'll, you know, work out in our favor and I want to incorporate it. So, yeah, I just think, you know, like 
modern, traditional, and like just keeping up with what people are putting up on Instagram and, you know, um, people who are in that home decor world, like seeing what they're doing and being like, oh, you know what, this would look good with, you know, what we're doing and we can pivot that way. So, um, okay. So I hate that we have to wrap this up. I'm, I'm having like an actual physical reaction about it. Um, what? <laughs> so dramatic today. Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell me what are a few pieces of advice you would give to someone who's in the earlier stages, just starting out. I honestly, Blake, it, just in the conversation, you have said so many things that if we're really listening, we're going to gather, like without you giving a list of tips that you have said so many valuable, helpful things. Um, I'm over here just geeking out. So tell me though, if you were going to give a more structured list, what would you tell some of our, some of our newbies, people just getting started to encourage them just and practical stuff, wherever you want to go with it? Um, so I would just say definitely the keywords are super important. Like you just want to have that balance of, yes, don't, don't burn out and just create everything that you see people selling, like create things that you love as well, but also go after those things that people are searching for. Cause that's where they're going to see you. You want to be seen. And then once they see you, just make sure you stand out with those pictures because you are competing on Etsy with other people and you, there's enough space there for you and them. But if you're going to get noticed, you want to have, those perfect pictures where they're like, oh, that looks amazing. Um, And then just don't be afraid to invest. Like once you start selling stuff, don't be afraid to invest in what you need to do things the right way to scale. Um, And just, you know, follow your heart, follow that piece. And um, don't be afraid also to um, invest in ads and and also know that like it's just not a thing where you like go from one to a hundred and five yes. minutes. Like it takes time. And if you are willing or if you're willing to give it that time, you'll get there. I think that was like probably the perfect summary of tips you could have given because all of that is so woven into like your whole core values mindset, everything that you've already said. Um like it actually, actually the way that you just did that shows how thoughtfully your entire business has been laid out from the beginning. It's all, ve- it's all very like orderly, but still so beautiful and artistic. So I love, I love that. So, um, what's, what's next for you guys? Like kind of, I guess you sort of alluded to that you're moving into the, yeah. But, um, what is your, what is kind of like your bigger vision for how you want to grow next? Um, So as far as product wise, we are moving into the tapestries. We, uh, our biggest focus, I would say this coming year is going to be our website where we have shirts on there. We're changing out the shirts. We really want to focus on social media and people getting to know us more. Um, we would love, we've in the past year worked real done a lot more with our emails and just being encouraging and being, you know, talking more about who we are and what we believe. And so we just really want to dive deeper into that. We would really love to focus on, um, you know, 
our products being something that is helpful towards families. We want to focus on families. We want to focus on like kids home decor this coming year. Um, that's a big thing on my heart. I feel like this year is almost over. So <laughs> we talk about this year. It's like I'm also talking into next year too. Um, but yeah, so just, yeah, we love Etsy. We were talking the other day about how thankful we are for it because that's how we got started. But we're, you know, our focus is going to be our website and the brand and just getting, um, getting the word out there about how good God is. I think that's so wise because, I mean, Etsy has changed a lot and I still think it's like the best tool out there, but Mm -hmm. I do think that um, building our own websites and being able to leverage our business into that is a really wise way to um, establish even more security in like, you know, in our livelihoods. Um, And so I love that you're doing that. As someone who's gotten your emails for years, I'd love to get more of them. So don't feel shy. Like we feel like we're being inundated. We don't, we would love to hear from you. That's always good to hear. As your recipients, I always think that I'm just like, gosh, maybe I shouldn't send another one, but no, please send us more. We would love to hear from you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And then, so where can all of our listeners like find you and connect? What are the best places to to, like follow you, to buy from you, to be inspired? So you can always connect with me on Instagram. That's my thing. So I'm usually the one responding on there and it's rooted and grounded home. And then our website um, is rootedandgrounded.com. And so that's where like, you know, that's where you'll see our passion I think uh, I think you can see and I've been told you can see our passion on Etsy but it's a little bit difficult so you can see our more of our passion and who we are on our website because it's you know just laid out there um so yeah I will link all of that for you guys in the show notes as always you know to their shop to their Instagram to their website so that you can check it all out and send Blake some love and just like study and buy and, and whatever our house, I've got to have at least five or six pieces hanging in this house. They're yours. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I just, well, first of all, they were so beautiful, but then I also just needed to know how you did. I was so curious how you did things because it was just so excellently done. And I will tell you your photos. I mean, yes, obviously your numbers, like I'm just looking at, I was looking at your like conversion and just agape, like just not like just shocked at how well you were doing in the space. But um, your photos were what real, I was just like, Oh, I need to pay attention to this, to this shop for sure. So, um, so we love your pieces there. I have a, I have a woman cave, um, in our home where I sit and, oh, and read awesome. and study. And that's where I have all of your pieces because they create that. the environment that I want. Yeah. So isn't that fun? Well, Another sign maker would rather have yeah. your stuff up than her own. <laughs> Hey, I'm so inspired by other people and we have ordered other people's stuff. So it is just, yeah, just like you said, you just want to see how they're making it and how they package and see if you need to be inspired in another area. So I always felt like um, the things that we bring in our home when we do it thoughtfully, not like haphazard, you know, just stuff for the sake of stuff, but the thoughtful pieces we put in our home, um, they affect the atmosphere. And they do based on how they look, like the words that are on them, because obviously you and I are both words people. But I also feel like they bring an energy into our home. I know this is a little woo woo, guys, but, you know, this is me. So we're but like they bring it no matter what you believe, things bring energy into your home. Right. And so I'm always very excited to to experience what 
another creator's energy is like. Um, and you know, when it's a very like healthy, uplifting, positive energy, it's like, it's, it's important and inspiring for me to have around myself because it affects like literally everything. So I think that that's so, you know, I think that, that we should all think about that. The things that we touch and we make with our hands or even that we design, maybe it's, um, a digital piece or maybe it's a print on demand piece, but like it's carrying part of you into their home. And I always love that because I love to pray for people. And so we would pray over every sign. And I loved thinking, oh, this is going to affect the energy of someone's home in a way that takes life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because my, like, no matter what people believe, I'm sending them love. It doesn't matter. Like I have no judgment. I'm like obsessed with everyone. I'm sending them so much love and hope and life. And so I just can't wait to hopefully one day in like the next to me, it's when I get to heaven to be able to see how much did my energy that I sent out with every piece change that family or that life or just Mm -hmm. take any kind of positivity. And I have gotten some crazy stories back about, you know, people on their deathbeds and, or divorce, like marriages going towards divorce and something just changed. And they could tell like there was something about reading the encouraging words. Mm -hmm. They probably didn't even realize there was, there were prayers and good thoughts just penetrating their environment. So I know I've gotten, yeah, I'm going to be horrible for a while y'all until this baby comes. So Uh, so Blake, your energy is, is, um, I like having it in my home. I love having it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Oh, you're welcome. It was such a joy. So fun. It was so fun to talk through everything. I'm like, man, yeah, the Lord has blessed us and it all worked out. I love Um, watching your eyes be like, oh my gosh, like kind of almost realize things on a new level. It was so much fun. Um, No, this was such, such a blast. I enjoyed every second. I'm like, maybe we need to chew on, you know, next year or something, having you bring your hubby on and doing, it could be kind of fun too, if I brought mine as well, because there are so many, we kind of did things similarly, you know, Mm -hmm. only you're more like him, you all are more calm and your husband and I are more energetic. But anyway, (laughs) I, so y'all, y'all let us know if you want to hear, if you want, if you want us to do something like that, but I mean, I'll probably gonna do it anyway, but let, let us know, send us feedback, <laughs> yeah. connect with Blake and y'all. And thank you so much for listening in this week. And Blake, I thank you. I will talk to You're you soon. So welcome. Yeah, we'll talk. Thank you. <laughs> Bye y'all. And that's a wrap on this episode of how to sell your stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.